Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's cold press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm -mm -mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. Happy New Year, Fat Mascara fam! Woohoo! It's 2023. Let's get this year started. So it's me, Jen, and I promise this is the last time you have to hear my lonely voice because Jess will be back and we will be reunited on Friday for an all new season of Fat Mascara. So this is our last replay episode, and Friday is going to be Trey Chic. Let me just give you that little clue. And no, it has nothing to do with Emily in Paris, so I kind of wish it did, but. It doesn't. That's enough clues for now. Let's stick with today's episode. I wanted to start off the year with some analytics. Big surprise from your girl in the science corner. So I went back to last year's episodes and I looked through the data of how many listens and shares there were on the different interviews to find the most popular one. And it turned out to be our chat with Kim France. So I wanted to share it with you as we round out 2022 
before we start the new season. And just to remind you, Kim France, she's a journalist, editor, podcaster. She has worked at so many magazines, Sassy, Spin, New York. She was the founding editor of Lucky Magazine. And in 2012, she started Girls of a Certain Age, a blog about style and smarts and shopping for grown-up women. She and author Jennifer Romolini also host Everything is Fine, a podcast for, as they describe it, women on life over 40. It was such an excellent conversation. I am not surprised it was super super popular with the Fat Mascara fan. And I am thrilled to share it with you as we wrap up 2022 and get ready for a fresh start on Friday. Kim, hi, welcome to Fat Mascara. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. We're so excited to have you. We're such fans of all your work. Guys, offline, we were already raving about how we're like Sassy's oh. biggest readers. Mm. We won't put you through all that again, Kim. Um, <laughs> live and die, live and die. So we wanted to have this conversation about women in aging, but before we even get to all of that, tell me, do you identify with a particular like generation or age group? Well, technically I'm the last year of the baby boom, 1964, oh. but I don't feel like a baby boomer. And there is another generation, a little micro generation called Generation Jones, is what I think they call it. And that's for older, I mean, younger baby boomers who don't identify with the baby boom, but instead identify with Gen X. So I would say I've definitely always identified as Gen X. Why do they call the, them Generation Jones? I so wish I could tell you, and I read it, and I don't remember. Okay, all right, move on. <laughs> pass, pass, okay. So, But you do feel like, so you feel like Gen X, even though you're technically a boomer. Definitely. The first time I read a, de a description of Gen X, I was like, yep, uh-huh. And how would That's you define it. that? Like, what, what about that description resonated with you? Kids of divorce, kid, latchkey kids, you know, kids who were left to entertain themselves at the end of the day, who didn't have, who had the opposite of helicopter parents, who, mm -hmm. you know, came after a great generation and always felt like the coolest thing happened right before they got there. Mm -hmm. Sort of thing. I no longer feel that way, but I definitely did for a long time. Okay. Yeah. At, at what age then did you feel like you were grown up? Like you're like, okay, I'm an adult now. <laughs> Has it happened? Me? No. I mean, I mean, in really? some ways, yes, obviously, because I've I've done grown-up things and had a grown-up job. But I do feel like I am essentially still the person I was at 17. So that's your like brain age in your head. You picture 17-year-old Kim still? 17, 37, and then 58, which I am. You know, because sometimes, I mean, definitely when I'm like, you know, dealing with my bad knee and everything else, I definitely feel 58. Where's 37 come in? What was that year all about? 37. Actually, funny, I should say that that was when I was about one or two years into editing Lucky. And why, like, how come that's frozen into your mind? Not sure. Not sure. I think because I got, oh, also, <laughs> I forgot this. I got married when I was 37, very briefly. So I think that, you know, I was, I was reaching adult for adulthood. Year. Yeah, it was an yeah. adult year. But do you think a lot of people, because I, I, I even hear that, I remember, I remember when I was younger and my mother said like, inside I still feel 16. And I looked at her and I was like, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, you know, around 16. I was just like, what are you talking about? But now as I'm older, I understand what she means and the hearing you say that, like, could you speak to that sentiment a little bit more? Because I know what you mean, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. It's, 
It's a funny thing. I mean, I think for me personally, part of it is because I never had children. People who have had children tell me it's not due to that. But I do think a lot of instant adulthood happens when you have kids. So I feel like that for me personally is a big part of it, not being a mother. But I think it also has to do with what I chose to do for a profession and how like thin the line was between work and play in publishing. And you got to kind of, it was a kind of collegiate lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. In some the ways. Grown up you job know, with it like was a, kid perks. With kid perks. And like, we were all like, I don't know about you, but I grew up, I think, you know, fairly privileged. And I went in the world I graduated to, magazine publishing was even more privileged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what any of that has to do with feeling 18. But No, I guess because it's not like you're kind of saying you didn't really have to grow. You weren't thrust into adulthood. Like it wasn't like, okay, now you have to cut your hair, get a job and everything sucks. And as a parent, you don't have the same, suddenly there's, there's things that you have to worry about that, I guess, is that what you're saying? Yeah. And I think some of it is the dressing of adulthood. Yeah. Like my mother, you know, my mother had three kids by the time she was 30, she was forced into being an adult. And I would imagine still felt a little bit like a 17 year old, but didn't know it wasn't even appropriate to still feel that way. That's a really great yeah. way. That's a great way to put it. How do you feel about the term adulting? <laughs> I think that the kids made it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it though, whenever I'm like buying life insurance or I know, fixing the water heater, you know. Because it all feel, doesn't feel second nature, right? It all feels like you have to put on your adulting hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I don't have kids. I have a stepson, but I think about my parents and I'm like, oh, they were just faking it that whole time when shit hit the <laughs> fan. And like, you know, I fake it. Like, I don't, I didn't know how to deal with this stuff and I'm sure they didn't either. I think there are yeah. people who love it though. I think there are people who absolutely like, they take to it like a duck to water. And then there mm-hmm. are people who are like a little bit how Pretend. I feel, or just like, okay, I'm going to call someone. You know what I mean? Like well, if I can outsource like- this, I will. It's like I have a friend who has like a table in her living room with a pretty tablecloth on it covered in framed photos of friends and family. Like I couldn't get it together to do something like that. That's like prime adult behavior. Yeah, framing things, printing things and framing them. That's so funny you brought (laughs) that up. I literally thought about that today because my daughter's school pictures came in. And they've been sitting there and I'm like, I love them. They're so cute. But I know that there are people in her class, like the moms who already have them like mailed out to relatives and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. when you when you are a parent, like the the possibility of appearing not like an adult is kind of endless because there oh, are yeah. so many things. Uh, Jess, Jess's daughter's too. So she's, she's but, easing into it. Yeah, but I, I just don't know if I can keep that up. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not... Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not trying that hard. Good, but <laughs> it's just because so it's, it's not going to work. Who Who do you think of as your people? Then, like you were just saying, like Jess with the the moms in the class. Like, who's your group? Who's your crew? Who's my crew of my friends? But no, I mean, like, who do you admire? Who do I relate and, like, to or admire? Relate, yeah. There is a memoirist named Claire Dieterer who's wonderful and writes about middle-aged life. And we were college classmates. Um, She wrote a book called, um, we'll put it in the show notes. That's what it's called because I don't remember. Um, She's written two memoirs. One one was about her life and yoga and the other, which isn't as obnoxious as it sounds. And the other one is about getting older. I love a podcast called Heavyweight. Have you heard of it? It's- um, No. 
every episode, they like resolve some long unresolved issue that the guest has had. So like, mm-hmm. for instance, there were two women on who had had a babysitter when they were girls in California. They were enchanted by and loved this babysitter. And then one day she was just gone. So this podcast Gosh. guy, Jonathan Goldstein, finds the woman, like finds the person in question, and then the people get to have re- resolution. Closure. Wow. Yes. Wow. Which I, just, which I just think is like the greatest. I love um, Better Things. The Pamela Adlon Show. Oh, um, yes, yeah. yes. I thought you were supposed to talk about podcasts. She oh, is no, an yeah. amazing woman. She really is. She really is. She's like, uh, after Monica Lewinsky, she's my number one guest I want to have on my podcast. So I love Pamela Adlon. I love Better Things. I think it's such a good show. I really love the blog, Go Fug Yourself. I think it's hilarious, but at the same time has a really big heart. I went you know, there for I my Met Gala coverage still. Yeah, I mean, because they know they have big hearts, you know. They're like they 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 make fun of what people wear, but they also you can tell they're not. I mean, there's so much meanness on the internet, and they're never mean, which yeah. I really appreciate. This, and this sounds like I a go good to the crew. Yeah, you know, I go to the cut every day. I go to McSweeney's. I go to the New Yorker. You go you know, to girls. I'm not of reading certain, a certain age. Girls of a certain age, yes. <laughs> Which is part of my crew. Tell us about tell us about your website. What is the backstory? Like, why did you start that for those who ha- who aren't familiar with it? Well, the backstory was I was about a year out of getting fired from Lucky, and I took a year off. I badly needed a year off. I was incredibly burnt out and demoralized by that whole experience. And then after about a year, I was like, I got to do something. Like, I got to do something. So I was on Cup of Joe, the blog, one day, and there was a prompt to go to Blogger, which used to be Google's blog mm-hmm. platform. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll just try that. That could be fun. And so I wrote a couple posts, and they were pretty bad. And then I wrote a couple more, and I, like, started adding to them, and I made it private so I could show it to friends, and I showed it to a small circle of friends, and they were enthusiastic, I think, just because I was doing something, finally. And um, and then I launched it. Like, I got hired a designer and launched it as a real blog, and it's... Yeah, but who's it, who do you think of it as the audience? Like, what's the certain age? Well, that's the question. I mean, the certain, you know, what I always say is it's it's like porn, you know it when you see it. Or you, you know, you know it when you feel it. If you're of a certain age, you feel it. Yeah. When did you feel it? When did I feel it? Such a good question. You know, there have been dribs and drabs over the years, but I remember when I was about 46 or so, two things happened. One was that I tried on a black floral Isabel Morant mini dress that I loved, and I was like, you're your days of mini dresses are just over. I don't know what happened, but they're over. Like you look like a little kid dressing up. And then one of the nice perks at Condé Nast was if you were an editor-in-chief, they let you pick out a car. So I had an Audi convertible, like a little two-seater Audi convertible. Wait, 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 wait. back it up. What do you mean pick <laughs> out a car? Like they would, le- they would lease you a car. And you could zip around the city or wherever you lived? No, you had a driver for that, Jess. No, that was what the car and driver was for. No. No, 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 no. I mean, like, she's. this is for your own personal use. It was for your own personal use. And the thought was, like, these people are going to be entertaining so often and having to go to the... I don't know what the thinking was, but I was psyched. I got a car. 
But I, I used to drive around and listen to music really loud in it. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was listening to Led Zeppelin really loud. And I was just like, yeah, I don't have this in me anymore. Like this is taking something out of me to be listening to this really loud music in my car. And furthermore, you have a midlife crisis of a car. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask about. That's an Audi two-seater is like, Okay. It was a and major, that's when you were of a certain age. That's when I was of a certain age. And then I started in my early 50s, I started getting tattoos. I got one when I was 39. I didn't get another one until I was about 51. Okay. And I was like, yeah, this might be about a midlife crisis as well. Did you get a younger boyfriend? My boyfriend is younger than me, oh, as it happens. Yes, okay. But, but, but not much younger. All right, so that so that's who the girl so that was your girl of a certain age moment and the yeah. blog if you guys haven't been on it style lifestyle news politics as well but all speaking to a person who is there in life right yeah and I think you know I have readers who are in their thirties I even somehow have readers who are in their twenties but mostly they're in their forties and above quite a few who are in their seventies married divorced with kids without kids but. You know, and still interested in like looking cool, just like understanding what looking cool means when you're, say, 58 years old, which is a very different thing than it means when you're 38 or 48, I think. So where else? I mean, I haven't been necessarily seeking out this sort of content, but like I can't tell you like, oh, well, you know, there's girls of a certain age and there's blah and there's blah. I don't really I can't think of a parallel for you're describing how to look cool when you're really 40 plus. I don't, I can't think of another um, McMedia title. Yeah, it's a drag. I can think of fashion brands who are trying to do it, but they're not even really going for it. It's more like a little bit how to make things easy, like how to dress nice and easy. I feel like fashion brands' efforts towards getting it involve getting that same very pretty model with curly gray hair and putting her on your website. Boom, done. You Let's know, talk it, about it, that it model. I, I mean, great. Gray hair is fantastic. It's just like, but and and and, and you know, I feel like oh, her skin's flawless, by the way. Her skin is flawless and, and, and taut. <laughs> the, the thing that I think is so frustrating is I feel like people are really tone deaf when it comes to women in their 40s and 50s. They can't see it. It's not that they're tone deaf, they're literal. So if it's like, if, if somebody's putting together a photo shoot and they're like, we need a woman in her 40s, it's like, well, that's not going to read. What does a woman in her 40s look like? You know, somehow I think it just, it's neither here nor there. It's neither young nor old. So they have to go to one pole or the other or, or they don't understand and think nobody's going to understand. So Kim, I have a little story for you. Mm-hmm. So I was working on a story. I have a literal story for you. And you'll, you'll appreciate this as a you know, former editor. Well, you're still an editor, but you know what I mean. So I was working on a story about makeup for women kind of in that in-between. It's like how it, it's no longer about, you know, just the Gen Zs and the millennials, but how beauty brands are waking up to, this is something Jen and I talk about a lot on the show, but we're waking up to the fact that women 40 plus you know, want to look amazing too. And there are all these Mm -hmm. brands, Jones Road, Flight 70, you know, Estee Lauder companies are doing a lot of work in this area to speak to this customer. Trying to art it was like the riddle of the Sphinx. It was, you were either, we had pictures of women in their 20s, 30s. And then it was like you said, the curly haired gray model or 
the beautiful woman who looked like Amal Clooney with just make her hair white. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't know who she is, but you're gorgeous. I love you, but not quite right for this piece because it was like, she just looked a little too old. You know what I mean? Like the gray hair was, I, I spent so long going back and forth. I'm like, the gray hair is taking it a little too far. I was like, so it's the, the point is that, and I was trying to explain this. I felt like some people, I felt like I sounded difficult. And I was like, it's just that little bit over, like a little bit over the, the millennial demo, but not quite, you know, May Musk. You know, and just, it's like this black hole. It is. And because it we, is. we didn't shoot custom in that time, we could have shot something beautiful. Mm-hmm. But also, budgets aren't what they once were. Okay, I'm, well, I'm done talking. Sure. There's a brand called Womaness that you guys yes. mentioned too. That's one of these brands trying to um, reach women who are menopausal, perimenopausal, and they. And I think they've done a really good job of finding women who are actual ages. Mm-hmm. But then often, okay, she's my. Or the, I feel this way about Paulina Poriskova. Yeah. You know, who, you know, I love that she's speaking out. She seems like a really smart woman. But when she talks about what it's like to feel invisible in her 50s, I think, like, you're beautiful. Like, you're everybody's type. Like, why? I don't need to hear this. But it also makes me realize, like, okay, if even Paulina Poritzkova feels that kind of invisible, Mm. then that's really powerful stuff, you know? You know what somebody said to me once? This is true story. This beautiful editor, shall rename nameless, said to me once, you know, grow it. She's like, aging is so hard when you realize that like people just start, stop looking at you. And I know this is not like a revelation, but she's a very beautiful person. And like another, another person told me this once too, a, a very famous surgeon. He was like, aging is very hard for people who have always been used to their looks. And I think, well, I think about that's true. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the doctor knows this because they're seeing people, you know, in and out, like who are like freaking out. It's like, oh my God, I've turned 43, you know, now I'm being replaced by 23 year olds or whatever. But yeah. they're hearing those inner thoughts that that patient might not say outwardly. But mm-hmm. when this editor said that to me, I was like, oh, you're gorgeous. Like, what are you talking about? But I think seeing, this was like 15 years ago, she said this to me, just seeing now like you're kind of replaced by like a youth, a youth culture. She kind of felt like, "Hmm, you know, I used to be that. Now I'm a little bit less visible. Well, you are. I mean, it's so funny. I was in Europe. It was 10 years ago. So I was 48 Mm -hmm. and I was walking in Amsterdam with my mother Mm -hmm. and I was like, mom, guys are checking me out. You know, and she's like, yeah, they do that in Europe. They're not like we are in America. Like oh, you're, if you're 48, yeah. you're, no, you're not considered over the hill. But yeah. it is really poignant. And I think that getting by on their looks is a way women have traditionally known they can get by. So I can see where getting old and losing like phenomenal good looks would be yeah. hard, harder than if you just go life, through life, you know, being reasonable looking. You you so, guys are making me think about there, there's been like a new, I want to say this is Gen Z and younger millennials are like kind of in love with the much older women and are like, let me learn from them. And I keep noticing that like the, these women that they are putting up on a pedestal are all like 70 plus. It's just more of the like, 
polarizing of women where we're put into these blocks of ages. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like now it's so cool to be Martha Stewart in your garden with your clay de Poe and your set. Well, I don't know how old she is. She's definitely in her 70s. I think but, she's 80. I think she's 80. Okay, there you go. But then, the, like you guys said, the 50s and 60s and maybe the 40s too, like it, it's just mm-hmm. this this empty space. And, yeah. and the thing that makes it harder to be going through that, you know, to be to be living in that empty space is that your body is really changing in those years. It's changing. You, you're, you, even if you stay the same weight, your body is your body weight is being distributed in ways it never has before, and that can be so disconcerting to have to feel like you know, like we have organs that just go later. We're done, <laughs> and then we're we're expected. Peace we out. <laughs> yeah. No hard feelings. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, it's I, you know, it's it, it, it's it's a kind of one-two punch. What do you think of these companies, though, that are, I, there's a lot of consumerism involved. Like, clearly companies have seen this as like, ah, a white space. You know, we can yeah. help this lady with her incontinence <laughs> and make it cool. And Womanist is one of those brands, but there's all these other brands yeah. that are dealing with menopausal, you know, products that help you with a hot flash. But then afterwards, when your estrogen depleted skin is like this, it's sort of a trend. And I hate calling it a trend, but what do you think of that? It is a trend. I think it is a trend. In the last three or four years, a lot of businesses have popped up. And I think there's been more, you know, aside from the businesses, there's been more performative exhibition of appropriate looking women, if you know what I mean. Like like that blonde, the gray haired, curly haired woman. Do you think that's a bad thing though? Like even if it is performative, is it like, you know what? It's better let than it, not being be. there. Yeah. It's letter than it's certainly better than not being there. But I I think that most of the people who are starting these companies, and I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem cynical to me. And I think if it seems cynical and it was like Unilever starting these companies, I would feel different. But it seems to me like they're labors of love a little bit. And that could, that's probably wrong and stupid. And please cut it out. I don't know what I was saying, but no, but it if doesn't the founder feel like it, herself is going through some issues, which is always right. the founder story. But yeah. yeah. And then my, my skin was so dry. So I invented this. Yeah. But you know, I love Bobby Brown's new line. You know, I'm oh, Jones love. Road. I'm love that miracle bomb, love that mascara. Yeah, so good. And yeah, like she's I, always been so good about diversity in her campaigns. But like the like, diversity as well. Online, people are trotting her out. And I think it's hilarious as this example of like, look, women over 50 are like reclaim like everything has to be a headline. It can't just like be. You also, know what I mean? I, I I'm around teenagers a fair amount because of what my boyfriend does for a living. And I said to one of them the one day when they were like rolling their eyes at something, I said, like, don't you realize women in their 50s are like the coolest people there are? Like, we're so much cooler than you. We've, we've, we've experienced everything you're going through. Like smoking pop behind the van is not new to us. And what was you know? their reaction? <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, go, there goes Kim. But I do think I do think women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s are some of the coolest women I know. And it it doesn't feel like that ever gets addressed in any way other than a patronizing or patting them on the head kind of way. So do you think I I think, you know, you have, you know, we're here because of your amazing content of girls of a certain age and everything is fine. But do you think that like it just hasn't hit? Like it's like that trend of like you know, women in their 50s, 60s, 70s are some of the coolest people in the world. Like that just hasn't 
found its marketing headline, just like I don't you know. think I, I mean I would be surprised and I would be delighted if some of these beauty brands that launched become big successes, but I would also be surprised because I still think we are so trained to look at, you know, to look at beauty and to look at young beauty. Yeah. And I I think that even I mean, I am the target demographic and even I feel a little bit like, well, I'd rather buy something. I mean, the most glamorous brand is Jones Road and it's the one that sort of bangs you over the head the least with who it's marketing to. Yeah, it doesn't feel tokenistic in a way. It's just like, it never said I'm for this woman, but you just kind of knew. Yeah, like girls That's a, a hard age. thing to do. It's like your blog, like you just know when you know, like- Try telling your photo editor exactly what we just said. You no, need a I know. 40 minute podcast to get the art you need, you know? <laughs> oh God. I was like, you know, and, and it was nobody's fault. It's it was, it was all it was was a it just spoke to the lack of imagery that existed. It wasn't about anybody not listening. It was just like there was nothing there. And I was like, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Jessica Chastain. <laughs> People, you know, I was just Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And because we couldn't use celebrities for it, but I was like trying to paint an, a, a picture. Yeah, but you also bring up a point when you bring up these celebrities, like they're not kind of aging. The rest of the, like the rest of the world is, and yet look, the rest of the world is not aging the way the rest of the world used to age. True, but I think you go out somewhere in America where there's no yeah. celebrities, the people are going to look more their age than celebrities do. What's your what's your approach to the whole like, mm. oh, I got a wrinkle. What am I going to do? Well, I'm very lucky. I have pretty oily skin still. <laughs> so I don't I don't get a ton of wrinkles. I have had injections, not in a few years, but I'm 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 raring to go for more. I take <laughs> raring I, it took to me- go. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just- it's just funny. I just picture you like raring to go. Sign me up. <laughs> I am. I'm super excited for more. I, I, I was very late to skincare. I don't think I took care of my skin in a proper way until I was probably 50. But I now I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty obsessive about that. Never, Never too, too late. late. It's true. So, so yeah, that's it. I don't, I don't go crazy. I spend most of the, what I spend the biggest amount of money on is my hair. Oh yeah. Now the gray well, hair gray- itself that we brought up is like, do you have gray hairs? Half, according to my hairdresser, half the hair on my head is now gray. And I went through a, a little period. I didn't call her for a while and I like let it grow out. And I was like, can I do this? Can I do this? And I was like, not yet. Like I'll revisit when I'm entirely gray and I admire the women who really do it, but I, I was not ready. And what, why weren't you ready? What was going through your mind? Or when you went out, when we, when you went out to dinner or to the coffee shop? I'll tell you, I don't think it's like the most fabulous response, but I felt like just the same way that blondes get checked out on the streets simply because they're blondes. Mm -hmm. I'm about to make one of my imperfect analogies. If you've got gray hair, you're immediately red as old, unless you're that gorgeous British Vogue model or, (laughs) you know, a few other people. You know the one I'm talking about? It was the gorgeous. Sarah Harris. Yes. (laughs) She's on my Pinterest board of inspiration. (laughs) She's inspiring. But I don't think that, I mean, I actually, I think she colors her gray hair. That's why it looks so good. I think she may naturally have gray hair, but it looks like she gets a wash, right? I mean, you guys would know better than me. I can't speak to her routine, but like, I think, (laughs) well, I think well-maintained hair. I think when your hair is all gray, 
there's also a texture issue to contend with. Yes. And yes. and you have to heat style it a certain way. It's like, are you getting weekly blowouts? Are you getting deep conditioning treatments? Maybe there is, to your point, a toner involved. You can't just like let it all go gray and think it's going to look like, you know, Sarah Harris. I don't know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call, what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring, and I'll tell you what needs to go under them, honey love. I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the Honey Love Super Power Short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what Honey Love does. The Super Power Shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting, just a little zhuzh. And as you know, Honey Love has more than just sculpt wear. They have incredibly comfortable bras. How many times have Jess and I talked about the bras? They also have tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honey Love. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm-mm-mm. sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. Guys, I have to admit, I like a little bit of luxury, but I don't want to just buy one luxurious item. I want to buy several things. And that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach so I can buy a couple of things. 
Yeah, you don't like a little bit of luxury. You like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay, it is what... a lot. I guess I, you're right, you're right. Load up your cart, though. At Quince, it's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories, so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us. And me, for example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European linen sheet set. I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra. And they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash fatmascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash fatmascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. That is a very good point, and I'm glad you made it because that is obviously true. And I think a lot of women do go gray and kind of <laughs> that silly skit on Saturday Night Live this week. Did you see oh, it? Dead. Jen, did you see this skit? Tell me. We, uh, take it Let's away, Let's assume Kim. all of our listeners didn't see it either. Take it away, Kim. We're going to post it. Please. Okay. I'm going to try to do as good a job I can as I can. Please jump in. Okay. Um, there were these two women, and they're talking, and they're like, when I'm feeling sassy, I put on my gray pigtails. And they're like, so do we. And there are more women. And they're like, I'm the kind of woman who could have brunch at a winery and then ride off on a motorcycle or something like that. Says, Where is- I look like how incense smells. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny, but it, it was very much to what we're talking about too. Because yeah, it's, it's like, like kooky, kooky, crazy. This sounds like the coastal grandma that the millennials are like very into no, right coastal now. Coastal grandma, no, coastal grandma is like Nancy Myers, rich bitch. No, this is like, what do they call them? I'm going to say UNESCO girls. That's not what yes. they call them. But it's yeah, what it's they, like, like you it's have like a the bad older version with like a yeah. Visco, like Visco guys. The, the app, Visco, Visco girls, thank you. Yes, I yes, knew yes, it yes. wasn't UNESCO. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't even think it's a Visco girl. I think it's like, it's like a crunchy, like a, no, you know, I was just helping with the co-op, the, yeah. you know, like it's crunchy, crunchy granola. And I, listen, I saw these ladies on the skit and I was like, they look like I'd love to have a conversation with them. They look like fun, but it's like, <laughs> it's not like sex bomb. It's, it's no, something well, the, different. It's a different effect. Well, the, the sex piece of it gets so tricky, you know, being able to still come across as a sexual being. Or It's fun. Yeah. You bring it up, but like some of those brands we were talking about, the products are there not to also help with more pleasurable sex and like, yeah. and even, and health aside and the reasons that'll change aside, speaking to people about that still feels kind of taboo. Speaking to, to the fact that women over mother bearing or like childbearing age have sex, I think it feels taboo in this country. What do you think? I would like to think it's changing, but I don't think it's changing much. I think that the women who are still allowed to kind of be seen as sexual beings are the ones who like are famous and have had injections and have, you know, and do get like weekly oxygen facials or whatever the thing is now. Yeah. Though this brings up another point that I wanted to ask you about. Remember another sketch? You remember Amy Schumer's last fuckable day? Yes, of course. That's like classic. That, that so like, when, That's like the template. That's like the blueprint for everything we're talking about. <laughs> I, ha- I looked that up because we were having this conversation. I was thinking about it. 
that was seven years ago. Amazing. I don't know what's happened to time in the last... <sighs> it's like a weird warp. But do you think that would still be funny today? Like, is it still relevant? Or are we like, are we sort of moving past that? Oh, we've, we won't move past that. I don't no. think we'll move past that. I just don't. I mean, for every Sandra Bullock who still gets to star as the romantic interest to Channing Tatum, which she did in some recent movie, there are like so many other movies, TV shows, whatever, where the woman is, you know, considered completely appropriate for being 20 years younger. I'm thinking Patricia Arquette's probably about her age. And I just saw her in like a TV show that I love, Severance, that like, she's like, She's the mature, weird, old lady neighbor. That's half of what she that character is. No, is, I, but... I've been watching Severance too, so I know her character. Yeah, and, and she's a wonderful actress, but it's like, yeah, like you said, like they're the same age and she's playing a totally different cohort. Right, and could you see someone who looks like Patricia Arquette like in, you know, an ad or something? Like it would be hard because she's, she's it's a little, the way that people who do these things see them, I think she's a little here nor there. She doesn't look old. She doesn't look young. As we circle back to the original conundrum. (laughs) So what would you, do do you think that this needs to change? Like, do you ever feel like I'm left out of the conversation other than like starting your blog and having a website where we talk about the, or your podcast where you talk about these things. Mm -hmm. Would you feel patronized if a company started like directly speaking to you in that cool girl way? It depended how good they were at it. I'm probably Bobby has done a good job. Bobby's done a good job. But she also like, you know, a thing I used to always say about Lucky Magazine was it was a magazine about shopping, but it wasn't about shopping. Like we didn't have articles about like fighting over the last Fendi bag at the sample sale. And we didn't use language like shop till you drop. Like it was Mm. obviously what it was. And I think the same thing is true of, of Bobby Brown's line. Like it, 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 works because because she's Bobby Brown, but also because like it just, it's somehow she's attracting. She, it, it's not making you feel like, oh, I'm old. So this is my product for my old self. Well, she's always been about her. She's always been about her and like authentic beauty and embracing who you are. I think it's, I think that her bobbiness shines through the line. If it was just right. a line by like Joe Schmo, I don't think it right. would do so well. Yeah, you're probably right. What do you think about, you know, the Allure magazine banned the word anti-aging a couple mm-hmm. of years ago now, I think. Does that word bother you when it replied, uh, applied to beauty products? It doesn't bother me, but I, I, I know it does bother some people. I just think like why I use every one of my beauty products for its anti-aging properties. <laughs> you know, like, please don't take that away from me. Do you get feedback from some of your... Conde colleagues about girls of a certain age? I have. I mean, at the beginning I did, and people were pretty nice about it. But or maybe it, not even know. Conde, but I just mean people who are from that world. Because what you're doing is something that is really, I think, much more, I think it's just, it's it's more daring than I think a major corporation. Like a major corporation is not putting out girls of a certain age. Yeah. Well, when I was, when when I left Lucky, I was very clear even before I left Lucky, that that was my last magazine job. Mm-hmm. For what reason? Because I didn't want to be there when the lights went out. Mm. You know, I was just, I, it was, and as, as an editor-in-chief, it was just really depressing to see how much of my time was spent trying to come up with alternative forms of revenue. I mean, you mm. guys know, you were there. It, it, it just, my job from when I started to when I left 
I mean, it was about 90% being an editor when I started and probably about 30% being an editor when I left because there were just so many other concerns and everybody saw what was coming down the road and nobody at Condé Nast knew what to do about it. Mm -hmm. You're not a chief content and revenue officer? (laughs) I know. (laughs) So now you're doing what you love, which is creating content and connecting with with people, which is what you were so amazing at, at Sassy. I mean, no, no, no other title has since, in my opinion, and Jen, tell me if you agree, created that sort of intimacy and community with readers, because I can't think of one magazine. I'm sure people who are listening are like, well, what about this? But I firmly believe in my experience, nobody has connected with a, with a female audience that closely ever since, like a real kind of call to audience. And now you're doing something really similar with girls of a certain age. So I think that's really amazing and really cool. Oh, well, thank you. It's certainly more gratifying than, you know, working on a big corporate magazine, although that was fun in its own way too. But I'm very happy. You know, I, I, I knew when I got fired, I was 48 years old. I was like, I'm not going to be anybody's first choice for any job that I want. And I just, I decided not, I would just I would do what I had to do in my personal life to not work for the man anymore. Very cool. You know, who may, who knows, maybe, maybe it'll happen again someday, but I'm, I, you know, I went, I, my body revolted against being an editor in chief at Condé Nast. I got, I had horrible migraines. I had, it was just, it's, it was a great opportunity in many, many ways, but I was not particularly well suited for it constitutionally. Yeah. Jess, when you brought up the magazine, I had a thought, and I want to get your take on it before, Kim, we ask you about products and shopping because we kind of have to and (laughs) some other good stuff. But just that I think that that does happen, but on social media, there are influencers, I think, that find their tribe and their community and people really connect with and feel Mm -hmm. like they know that person. And if they didn't post one day, I mean, it's weird because it's not a brand, and but in a way it is. It's if that person doesn't post, what happened to them? Where are they? And these communities are much smaller than a community like Sassy's readership would have been. No, maybe not. I don't know no, what readership Well, some was. of them aren't smaller, but certainly Cup of Joe is massive. There are some that are massive. Yeah, so it's almost like it's not the same analogy because this is a totally different medium, but I think that's where people find their... Their, their tribe now? Yeah, a little bit. You know, yeah, it's so much, I mean, stuff. I, I think that is, that is, I mean, you know, we've been talking about getting older, but I do think that's one of the great things about being young now, you know, because Sassy was so important because it had to exist then. It doesn't have to exist now. It, it, there's so many ways for teenagers to find people like them. You know, there might yeah. not be a place that gives them the information they got from Sassy or, you know, our charming personalities, but I do think that you can you can find your people so much more quickly now. Sure. Yeah. So Kim, as a girl of a certain age, I'm putting you in that group right mm-hmm. now since you named okay. it. What beauty products are really speaking to you besides Jones Road? Like what are you into these days? Besides Jones Road, okay, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but there's a hair product line oh, called Oh, I heard your recent it's Sachuan. You were right. Sachuan. Yeah, okay. I heard your last podcast. <laughs> I have like horrible hair. I have, my hair is like, are either of you Jewish? Like my hair is my Michigas. It's my like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's awful. And so I have, I like, I lost a lot of hair. A bunch of hair fell out because I had a horrible Japanese straightening treatment in the aughts when everybody was doing that. Yes. And that ruined your hair? 
ruined my hair. I made my have hair. Have you fats. spread the word about? I'm not trying to take down a business, but like, have, did you like tell this people was years that, ago? But they still had formaldehyde, probably. It took me a while to realize that that's why my hair fell out. Okay. Okay. I thought I was on some medication at the time. I thought maybe it was that. I just I thought it was stress of the job. But when I look back on it, it seems almost for sure that it was that Japanese straightening. So I have extensions, but I have curly hair. So I have curly, I have curly natural hair and straight extensions because I blow it out. Thing. Yeah. It's a whole fucking thing. It's a whole oh, thing. It's a time suck. It's such a time suck, and I'm I'm really tired of it. But the only thing I dislike more than like doing it is what I look like with like thin curly hair. No, I get it. So I do so it. The so the Sasha one, the Sasha one is I've used many, many products and it's the best. It's the best. It like if you have frizzy hair, it just smooths it out. Well which which product exactly? Like which okay. which exactly they're they're moisturizing shampoo. Okay. Then a conditioner that has a name like super duper ultra conditioner or something. Okay. Like it's just their their deep conditioner. And then their um, serum. Okay. I love their serum. So that's one Sashawan thing. Sashawan Stan. I love it. Sashawan. I love Sashawan. it. Sashawan. Let's see. What are my other products? Oh, Kosas. I love Kosas. Like the skin you know, products, the foundation? The skin product. I use the, um, the tinted oil. The skin tint, yeah. Mm-hmm. The skin tint. I like it a lot. You don't like it so much. I feel much. like it's the Isabel Morant of makeup. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. A little bit. That's right, so good. It? I feel I feel so ashamed. The beauty no, editors no, no, shamed no. my choice. No, I don't. No, I'm not shaming I'm anything. Not I'm just listening. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have seen I've seen Isabel, Isabel Morant many times on your website. Oh no, I'm not. Oh no, 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 no. I think what you said was on the money. I think that it oh, was okay. a very good. I'm just I just feel embarrassed because I didn't feel like oh, I was clued no. into the. Oh no, it's cool. And let's see what else. I like. I use a lot of drunk elephant products on my skin. Okay, it works like for you. Them. Works for me. Okay. Yeah, those are my main beauty products. I have yet to find an eyeliner that will stay on my skin. Like I found a Shiseido one that kind of works, but because I have like oily lids, eyeliner doesn't stay on. You know what I tried recently that's pretty good? It's not a new product by any means. It's an old product. The Chanel Longwear Eyeliner is pretty good. It's like a twisty. It's not Mm -hmm. a sharpeny. I usually like things I can sharpen. I normally don't like automatic pencils. Because I feel like you can never get a sharp point. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You can't get it you to a little smudgy. tiny t- Yeah. So if you like a smudgy one, maybe try that one. But I understand. I- eyeliner travels. It does. It really does. And I'm terrible at applying makeup. I mean, I really have to keep it very simple because I'm very, very bad at it. I doubt you're very, very bad. But like maybe just keeping it simple with just like a little, a little smudge. A little smudge and a lip. I have a question for you guys because I hear from people that women should wear less makeup the older they get. And I don't agree with this. You and Christopher Buckle. <laughs> he's our patron saint here. I, Fem- you, ha- you, you have to listen. First yes, of all, he's, he's Mariah Carey's you makeup artist, so we have to give her some background. This man yeah, is Mariah Carey's makeup artist. He also has been working a lot with Jessica Chastain. He worked with her at award season. He did when she won the award, he did her makeup. Blake Lively. He is fabulous. I love his work, but I also love him and like the way he speaks and all of his isms. He was on the show twice. We love him that much. And he talked about when as a woman gets older, and he's not like as a woman gets older, like wagging a fit his finger. He's just speaking from experience. He's like, 
your face loses color, so you have to add it back. More blush. You need to line your lips because your lips lose, de- lose definition. More, more, you know, grab a liner. Like, like, everything is very like logic-based and pragmatic. Mm-hmm. It's not like out of a place of like nastiness. It's just like makes sense. So when I was listening to it, I remember walking down the street. I remember where I was. I was like, oh my God, that's why I look like crap. But at the same time, <laughs> I also do feel like I understand the less is more philosophy too, because sometimes I look great with like, I look great. I, I look better with a little <laughs> bit like of like a Jones Road, the new foundation, a couple dabs, a little mascara and like, and you're out the door. That looks better than poorly applied a lot of makeup. I guess right, it's like right. what you're capable of. I'm going to yeah. do like one of those Kim analogies. It's sort of a mixed analogy. <laughs> okay, you know how there used to be the fashion rule, don't wear white after Labor Day or whatever it was. Yes. And we all laugh now because that's ridiculous. I think when that rule came up of use less makeup as you get older, the makeup was shit. It was like uh-huh. pancakey. It was Max Factory heavy. It would settle into lines. Powder was everywhere. When's the last time you've seen a powder compact come out of a purse? You know what I mean? It's a different type of makeup now, but I feel like it's one of those like women's kind of women's magazine rules that just keeps going even though it's no longer true. That's my theory. Yeah. Which just came to me just now as you were talking. So I don't know. (laughs) But also like, have you seen somebody apply, like what I think of like for, like when somebody applies barely their makeup. You get it professionally done. Like they're applying like 45 different products to make you look like (laughs) you just woke up like this. But meanwhile, I try to do it and I look like I like mud, like smacked on my face. Oh, I know. I know. I I, I used to hate having to go to benefits and things like that when I was a Condé Nast, but I used to love when they would come do my makeup. And be amazed at how many things went on your face, yet you still looked naturally. 45 minutes. Like, I don't understand. 45 minutes on my face. I, 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 I feel like makeup artists take a long time to do it so they can justify the expense. Hot take. <laughs> you have some episodes to catch up on with Fat Mascara, I think. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, just kidding. Just kidding. But I do no. wonder, like, what are they doing for all that time? They're, they're not just slapping it on. They're yeah, They're doing They're laying it up gently and... Right. Not just slapping it on, but it is a good point. Shall we do our okay. speed round that we always do FM at the end five. of the pod? FM5. Yes. Okay, ready? <laughs> I could just get lost talking to you, Kim. This is oh, fun. Oh, thank you, Jessica. This is really fun. Okay. Aww. So what's something you wear now that you wouldn't have worn when you were younger? Button-down shirts. Really? So All I wear are button-down shirts. But and I used to wear cute. Yeah, I just ahead. used to wear cute little tops. Postal grandma. I know, I know, I know. But, it's wait, really but, true. No, it's real question, true question. Like, do you do you steam them with a steamer? Or do you iron them? Because button-down shirts need to, or do you send them out? Like, how do I you- wish you? I wish this wasn't navy blue and you could see that it was just pulled out of the dryer. Oh, you, you'd throw them in the dryer? No, some of them. This one actually, really? no, I, I hang this one to dry. Okay, because I feel I like- even I was speaking euphemistically. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but, but, it, but no, I never, I mean, if I've got to look normal or good, I will steam, but okay. I don't have the patience for it. I live in Brooklyn. I live in suburban Brooklyn. Nobody cares what I look like anymore. Okay, okay. Because I just feel like button-down shirts, I have a few, but like they're a job. So I'm always Well, wondering. you can decide that they're not going to be a job and just wear them wrinkled, but I wouldn't- 
I wouldn't advise that for everybody. Okay. It's probably okay. not the best. Hot tip, hot tip. Okay. Conversely, what's something that you won't wear now that you used to wear when you were younger? And you can decide what younger means. Baby doll dresses. Mm, yes. For sure, which discussed. I spent like much of the 90s in. Got you. I got you. Do you still have them? Oh, no. You gave I'm, them a, I'm, I'm a closet editor. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, that, you could actually say that two ways. I'm a closet editor or I'm a closet editor. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, did you donate that? It's a good headline. Like, there are, you go. Are you go to, do you give them to like um, Housing Works or do you like sell them on Real Real or something? I have a tiered system. Like things that, like, things that are fine go to Housing Works. Mm-hmm. Or no, things that are fine go to like a shelter. Mm-hmm. Things that are nice but not like designer go to housing works. Mm-hmm. And then like my fancy designer clothes, of which I have precious few anymore, go to go to the real real. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Biggest beauty mistake you've ever made. That was the Japanese hair straightening okay. for sure. Yes. I'm sorry, that's painful. Absolutely. Sorry to bring that up again. <laughs> and what's the best beauty service you've ever gotten? Like, or like the most bang for your buck? Well, even though it's desperately expensive, I would say my extensions give me the most bang for my buck because I just wore my hair back every single day of my life before I got them because I was so, you know, ashamed of how little hair I had. And so you can see, see up here, you can see it's like very thin up there. Anyway, I, my extensions. I did not even like, I'm not even noticing or clocking that. She's she's, say, she's pointing at something that I'm like, not really, but okay. I'm pointing at my hairline, but if the light was on it, you could really see. I'm thinking of getting this new thing. Maybe you guys know someone who can do it for me. The micro-needling, but for your hairline. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Like with Very the PRP? Or you mean like with color, like you're going to get a micro-needled scalp? I just want it to look like fuller here. Like so like you would like get the color on your scalp so that... Yeah, 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 yeah. The only thing yes. I'll say is, at some point, you may you might have that 50, that hundred percent white or gray and want to go there, and then you got a brown scalp. Really good point. That's my only. Okay. Really good point. Thank you. That's my only thought. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do you unwind at the end of the day? An edible. <laughs> Kim, how many milligrams? I can't discuss that with you. <laughs> No, because like every time I take one, I'm like out for four days. So <laughs> uh, you have to I read. I think 25, uh, 25 milligrams is a nice place to start. Oh, do, what? That's an insane to start. For me. I said to start. We can talk okay. about this on email. We'll talk about that offline. I will recommend a newsletter to you: How Not to Fuck Up Your Face by Valerie Monroe. She's, yep, I love her. You know it? Oh, okay. She had a, a newsletter about an accidental edible that spoke to me. Anyway, <laughs> it's about you, not me. Kim, oh my God, I want to talk to you for like 20 more hours. Oh, guys, that's so nice. I had so much fun. It's just really fun, Kim. Thanks for digging into this topic with us. Okay, everyone, Kim, thank you so much. Guys, girls of a certain age, check it out. Everything is fine. Check it out. Kim, thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you. This was a blast. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. 
You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.